Hey everyone, this is Rich Ramon and you're listening to Still Talking With. Yeah. Greetings, my friends. This is the brain of TV's Pinky in the Brain. Yes, and my, my uh, human avatar, Maurice LaMarche. Hi, it's Chris Poland, and you're listening to Still Talking With. Hey, this is Eric Roland, voice of Kendo Rapa on My Hero Academia and host of the Tough Love Podcast. You're listening to Still Talking With on the Dorkening Podcast Network. My crew is ready to obtain the absolution. Moving any doubt that we receive a Hey, hey, happy Wednesday, everybody. You are watching Still Talking With. My name is Leo and Mikey behind the keyboard here. We have a great show scheduled for you as always. And uh, with us, Benjamin. Yo. Yo. What's up? Ceiling. That, that was like, you almost seemed like you were reading that off of a note card. Like you were just so, but it's Wednesday and, but you know, you, you good tonight? You all right? I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. It's a long week. You know, a holiday. I feel you. Uh, yeah, I feel you, man. Christmas is coming. Christmas is coming. Real quick, though, before we start, I know your mom's birthday is the end of this week. It is. It is. So I, I want to say happy birthday to Mama Pond out there because she watches us religiously. We love you. And uh, with that, you know, we have a we have a great show tonight. We have a kick-ass musician coming to us from the West Coast. She's amazing. Oh, I gave it away. It's a female. Damn. Um, and, and and I have a, a different co-host tonight. You do? I do. I do. Mr. Holman is uh, still dealing with the family, the family issues that ensued. So uh, I want to welcome my boy Rico. Hey, what's up, guys? Long time no see. Yeah, right. Every Dude, time, you... every time you see me, I shed the pounds off, man. Yeah, you look like you're getting younger, man. What's going eh, on? You know, it's all those baby hearts, bro. It's all the baby hearts. Uh, they're good for you. They're nutritious for you. You blend them in with a little bit of watermelon juice. It's great for you, man. It's really good for your skin, too. <laughs> Six minutes in. All right. <coughs> yep. Yep. Derailed. Right. Six minutes in. You still haven't beaten Jeff, though. Jeff was 30 seconds. He derailed the show 30 seconds. But yeah, no, I mean, um, like I said, we have an amazing guest coming to us from the West Coast. She's a kick-ass musician. Let's welcome Danny Hagen. Hi, thanks for having me. Well, thanks for joining us. You know, I mean, little old us, you know. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what's a baby heart? <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. girl. <laughs> Uh, here we go. Oh, <laughs> no, no comment. My attorney invo- in, has instructed me to invoke the Fifth Amendment at this time. <laughs> oh, jeez. Oh, oh man, Ben, so, just yeah. remember you invited me. <laughs> I did. I did invite you. You're absolutely. Right. I missed you. You know. Usually, I have my counterpart, Jeff. Uh, but like I said, he's dealing with some some family issues right now that he's got to take care of. You know, we want to wish him and the family well. But uh, here on the network, we always have people that love to jump in and help us. I don't know why, but they do. So got to help the homies, man. Right. So, Danny, tell us a little bit about yourself real quick. Little me? Well, I'm originally from North Dakota, and I went to college in New York City. And then I followed the stars to California and I've just been living out here making music and doing what I love to do. And it's going really well. <laughs> awesome. Amazing. Yeah. So, go ahead. Oh, I, I started making music when I was about, um, I started teaching myself piano when I was around five years old and then started writing music around nine. So I was, I'm one of those rare fortunate people that always knew what I wanted to be when I grew up and then I grew up and I actually turned into who I wanted to be so that's pretty awesome that is awesome I'm still trying to grow up so <laughs> never gonna happen Ben never gonna happen no I'm a Toys R Us kid <laughs> oh so uh, did you study music in New York when you went to school I did I went to a performing arts conservatory called AMDA so it was all acting singing dancing a really concentrated program yeah. and I loved it Awesome. My uh, my wife went to school for music as well, and uh, she uh, was a music teacher for a little while. Oh, wonderful. Yeah. How are you liking uh, L.A.? Or how have you liked L.A. and all that and all that all that madness over there? I love L.A. I love the culture of it. I love 
so I lived in New York City for a while and I had like, I literally had four, five jobs at one given point. And it was like, I was just kind of skimming the surface over everything and I wasn't excelling anywhere, but I was doing all of the things. And then I came out to LA and LA is like running at high speed in slow motion. So it's just like a different laid back tempo. And I was able to dive in and really pick my specialty of music and my um, really just sink into my own individuality once I moved out to LA. And um, I love it here. I love the weather. I'm from North Dakota. I'm, I've served my time in the snow. So it's <laughs> raining right now, which is the equivalent of an LA winter. So uh, I, I got to ask you because it's your, your style of music is like rock or like kind of like a blues rock country style. Mm -hmm. um, do you, have you ever thought of doing the switch eventually to maybe like grunge or like emo sort of style? Cause like, I love, I love your, your style with the way you dress in your videos, which by the way, congratulations on having your, your videos with Vivo, which All that's, right. that's a huge, yeah, that's a huge, yeah. I don't know if you guys big... know how yeah. huge that is. That's real big for musicians. Um, is, has that something that crossed your mind? Like maybe change into like some sort of my chemical romance sort of thing and stuff like that. I ask because that's my music. Well, the cool thing about being in LA is I'm in what we call the jam circuit. So there's different jam nights all around town where the best musicians in town get together on one stage, no rehearsal. We just pick our songs in advance. We get up on stage and we jam it. And so one night I'll be singing Enter Sandman and then I'll get back up on stage and I'll be singing um, uh, something from My Chemical Romance or like it's all across the board. And because I've been doing these jams for years now, uh, it they were really quite career changing for me in terms of um, there was a big jam night where I established my band where I was like, Ooh, I have all of these amazing musicians. Who would I want to be on the tour bus with me? And I went, doo, doo, doo. and I wound up with an incredible band. And then it just expanded my range and my curiosity about music. And I do think that playing all of these random songs, whether they're emo, if I'm singing a metal song, if I'm doing country, if I'm doing full on pop, whatever it is, it's influences me. I love to be influenced. I love to be swayed by music and feel that natural movement with it um and it radiates through my music in a really cool way and i was actually in the recording studio this last weekend and that was a really fun thing to play with of uh, recognizing okay this is too much of an influence over here i want to turn the volume knob down on the new metal impact and let's turn the volume up on a little bit more of like the alternative pop side or whatever it is and, and having that be flavorings and seasoning into my music is it's really cool so I um depending on the type of show that I play I'll play like a, a showcase that's all originals or sometimes I'm the entertainment at a bar or a restaurant and we're playing a three-hour gig and so it's 50 percent original music and then the other half is just you know I, I've got a, a whole black book of music and whatever I feel like playing that night so it's quite a range across the spectrum. Wow. Okay. Wow. So uh, just out of curiosity, what are some of your influences? My main influences, I would say, is ZZ Ward, who I'm always shocked that people don't know who she is, but she's a massive influence on me as an artist. Uh, very blues rock, um, pop blues rock with a little bit of hip hop R&B flavor behind it. And, mm -hmm. and another one would be Grace Potter. She's been around for a bit longer and definitely blues rock. Just love her so much. But also recently, Nothing But Thieves is this incredible European band. And I've been obsessed with them. And they've really heavily influenced my sound over the last couple of years. So awesome. those would be my, like, th if I had to list off three, that would be them. Okay. I I got to ask in, in that, in, in continuing with that, with hip hop and stuff like that, a lot of artists like Connor Price who have made like a really good uh, standing on YouTube are collaborating with like artists all over the world, like India, Japan, Puerto Rico, Colombia. Is that something that you see yourself doing here? Because I think like collabs are like really huge nowadays. Absolutely. In fact, I two of the songs that I recorded this last weekend, I planted a seed with my producer. I'm like, OK, we're going to do my solo version, but then I'd like to do a secondary version where we, you know, um, maybe like there's all these competitions on TikTok who do like an here's an open verse, throw yep. me your open verse, and like you almost run a competition to see who would be 
um, the person that you would take on as a, a collab. But yeah, mm -hmm. absolutely. I think that's how you expand your brand and your audience is to borrow from other people's audiences. And um, the more people I can get in front of, the better. Absolutely. And I love collaborating. I love working with other artists, whether it's different musicians or songwriters or producers, just to, like I said, I love the influence of them because it pushes me outside of my comfort zone and allows me to be curious and stretch out a little bit and expand. That's interesting. That's interesting. You say that because that was, that was one of the things that made Connor Price like stand out was he started doing those duets on, on, on TikTok and yep. he got a song, like, I think it was like top 10 most download on Spotify called spinning. That's why I was asking that because, yeah, that's it's I, I enjoy music quite a lot. Uh, I listen to a lot of classical stuff, but I also like when it's collabs like that. Mm -hmm. uh, that being said, would you would you or do you see yourself doing uh, like a hip hop sort of thing sometime soon? Like something like that where it would be like a different side of you? Sure. I mean, I'd love to do a top line. Do, do you remember that song Paramore did? Um, Which one? Airplanes. Yes. I can't, I can't hear the melody, but I can, I remember that collapse. Like airplanes, like nice guys, nice guys shooting stars. stars. You can really do wish right now. now. Yeah. With, um, what's his name? I forget his name. Um, B.O.B.? Yeah, B.O.B. with B.O.B. That was a beautiful love collaboration. That. I would love yeah. to do a top line like that. Absolutely. And, and oh, that um, cool. you know, as long as the subject matter of the song aligns with me personally, then I, I don't discriminate. I love music. I was you know, raised uh, as an opera singer and doing classical music and musical theater. And then when I moved to New York City and I started dating a boy from the South and he introduced me to Southern rock. And I was like, what, what is, why didn't nobody tell me? <laughs> <laughs> and then my musical horizons just like cracked wide open. So. I'm assuming that boyfriend's no longer there then. No, I, we, we still <laughs> on each other. Thank you, Casey, for, uh, for expanding my musical horizons. But um, no, he's, he served his purpose, and that was to <laughs> <laughs> to expand her musical horizon. Yeah, yes. that was a, a really big gift that he gave me that changed the trajectory of my life. Absolutely, right. That's that's fun to hear from from the music side because from the comedy side, at least from my end, like I always hear comics like they go to open mics, which is like where you see a lot of guys, and all of a sudden Chappelle or someone would drop. Have you ever had that experience when like some big name wig just drops and starts jamming out in, in one of these sessions? Oh yeah, all the time, especially when we were playing at the Viper Room on a regular basis. Um, that jam night doesn't exist anymore, but when it did, it was just constant. I mean, we live in LA, so I, I'm a little desensitized to when a celebrity walks through the door just because I'm just overexposed to celebrity. But every once in a while, I'll, I'll fangirl, so. <laughs> That's pretty cool. Yeah. Right, right. So you just released a new EP, correct? I did, yes. Tell it's us called, something. Yeah. It's, it's called Kissing You. And it's like I said, it's raining in LA. So I was like, I'm cold. I want something warm. And I put up on this hoodie. And this is actually my merch. So I thought I'd leave it on. Um, but this is Kissing You. It's like, you know, the purple kiss kind of became my logo over the last year. So I've got like guitar picks that you can buy that have my name and, and a little purple kiss. But um yeah, it's an EP. We released, I think, five songs so far for the EP, and and it officially came out end of November, I think. Yeah. And "Kissing You" was a really fun track to do because I it was the first song that I ever wrote on my electric guitar when I first got it, and it's like the simplest little guitar riff. And while we were recording it, um, a, a studio guitarist that we had brought in tried to change the guitar lick. He's like, "What if we try something else?" And the producer's like, "No, no, 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 no." stick i'm not a guitarist i play guitar it's a writing tool but it's like a really simple guitar line and he's like that's the hook that's what we have to keep in uh in the song and so that was a really empowering like oh it doesn't have to be complicated to be really really good simplicity can right. Be really great. and to watch that song really blossom and then become the title of the ep and and represents the entirety of my music thus far has been really a cool journey and we're stepping into the next chapter of the next ep right now and because i've got one underneath my belt now i'm approaching the next one a little bit more thoughtfully and i'm just really excited to do the whole thing again <laughs> that's awesome that's awesome but i i think if i'm not mistaken that leo actually has that ep i do i do, I do. um 
title track video. Why so, am I not listening to that in the background, Leo? Uh, you, uh, you're going to listen to it right now. Here we go. Okay. thought maybe you were playing it again because you liked it so much <laughs> I, was, I was like commercial break that's the right? whole point of the music video is that relationship is just on repeat over and over again you just hit the rewind button and keep hoping for a different outcome at the ending you know the definition of insanity so. <laughs> no i loved it i've I actually watched it numerous times since we first started communicating which i think was back in the beginning of november yeah yeah you know, so I, I, I love it. I, I think the song's amazing. Thank you. I gotta I gotta ask. Um I know that you, you've been collaborating with uh Michael I don't wanna I don't wanna butcher his last name. Michael Blue. Michael Blue. Okay. I didn't know if it was French blue or something like that. And <laughs> like Cordon Bleu and it's like so so what's that like? Because he's worked with like One Republic and all these other people. Like what's what's that like? What's that having that level of genius like near you like what's that like an absolute honor i mean he's he's incredible he's launched so many different artist careers and for him to accept me as one of his artists to work with was like a really huge honor and accomplishment and with michael blue comes this whole um, army of incredible musicians that come with him so uh on the album you know Ringo Starr, right? He's a famous drummer from the Beatles. Well, Ringo Starr has a drummer. His drummer is Greg Bissonette. Greg Bissonette is my drummer because I've got Michael Blue. So it's it's like this wild... Um, I, I'm on a really, really cool playground right now. I don't necessarily know if I belong there, but everybody's letting me join in on the party. So <laughs> it's, isn't, it's, isn't that the best feeling? 
Yeah. <laughs> so I'm enjoying the ride and enjoying being in this uh, invited into the space. But more than anything, like when you get into the room and you're working on a track, like I did this last weekend with everybody, um, and I'm working with Michael Blue and Greg Bissonette and all these crazy musicians that are so accomplished and so far along in their career, but you put us all in a room and we're all just equals. We're all just musicians making music. And mm -hmm. they were really inspired by the music that I write. And they came up with these great ways to expand and contribute and everything. I was like, this is, I'm in there. I, I may not necessarily feel like I belong here, but I belong here and, and I'm doing something right. And it, it was really um, validating to to this last weekend was really a, a big weekend for me it kind of set the trajectory of the next two years of my life just like two years ago the last time i did this set the trajectory of the last two years and um yeah and kissing you is one of the songs that i is just me as a writer on it and i didn't have a co-writer but i had quite a collaboration in the recording so and then i got to go to new york city or not new york what am i thinking i got to go to london um Ooh. to film a bunch of music videos. They're not all released yet, but that was one of the music videos that I filmed in London with our London team. So wow. really, really cool. Like one right? connection has led to another and all these amazing opportunities. It's like, I, I'm not a household name, but I feel really successful in what I'm doing. That's all that matters. Yeah. Are you having fun? Sorry. I said, are you having fun with it? I'm having so much fun. So much fun. I've, I love the journey. Like the the day that we release a song is supposed to be like this high achievement and yeah, you did this. And it's such a anticlimactic moment for me because it's all digital mm -hmm. and it's all just stats on a computer screen in the end. And so you're usually in a room by yourself with the, yay, I bought myself a glass of Prosecco. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> but everything to get to that point is what's the most fulfilling for me whether it's right. being like writing the song, going through the experience right. that inspires the song, uh, collaborating, recording, workshopping it in front of a live audience. I mean, anytime you put me in front of a live audience and I'm just thrilled. Um, the journey of it is what's the most fulfilling and it's a good journey and I've got it. It's laid out ahead of me. I can't wait. <laughs> Excellent. Wow. Well, I, I got to say, <laughs> Everybody's well, I, got, like, I got one. Uh, Angel Taylor is part of that uh, blue group, I believe, right? She's like a self-taught pop musician that's in L.A. right now. I think she's in that in that crew. Um, one of the reasons I bring that up is because I, I, I've heard her music too, like the pop, sort of pop blue style that she has. And I think that'd be really cool to see y'all collaborate. Oh, I'll have to look her up. I'm very yeah. guilty of being so wrapped up in my own creative bubble that I... I don't always pay attention to everybody else's bubble. <laughs> no, that's, I, I get it. You're like, you got your nose to the grind and you're like, just going. Yeah, no, I get yeah. that. That'd be pretty cool though. I think, I mean, you mentioned Paramore and it's like, oh man, that's, it's, it's hard to hate on Paramore. Like mm. it's, it's, it's really hard. I actually really asked, uh, who did I ask this? It was, I think it was either Quirky James or it was Greg Bissonette because people always ask me and I never know what to say because it's a, an artist's least favorite question of what genre mm. are you? Because, you know, it's, mm. eh, I'm all over the yeah. place really. Yeah. Um, but it was either Corky or Greg who was like, I was like, if I had to open for, name off three bands that you think I could open for. And one of them was Paramore. And I was like, I'll take that. Thank you. Evanescence. <laughs> Evanescence. 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 I will right? like a little secrets, not about Evanescence, but I um, wrote a song recently and it, it, was previously named Haunted. We've renamed it Doomed. And I performed it live a number of times now, and it goes off really well with audiences. But it's a song that's kind of written in homage to the style of Evanescence, because I have a secret talent of being a former opera singer. So um, I take rock and I layer it with my opera vocals. And uh -huh. we just cut the song in the recording studio this last weekend. So it's not released yet, but um, it's in the works. And I'm very curious what doors this song is going to open. My question um, would be is, yeah. what about a, a, a collab with Seether? 
Okay, sure. Why not? <laughs> she's like, yes, yes. Don't. Why are you asking dumb questions? You're, you're throwing yes. all these names out there. She's, okay, like, she's sign like, me yeah. up. Let me, it's a playground, right? Like, yeah. I want to try every different color in the rainbow. <laughs> right, right. You just keep throwing the names out. She's like, yeah, yeah. yeah okay, sure. yeah, sure. Uh, yeah. Well, yeah. Why do you know somebody? <laughs> Blink one eighty two. I'm in. <laughs> yeah. Right. Right. See, I was thinking skillet. You know. Ooh, yeah, but Seether, man, Seether, Seether or Stain. Yeah. I could just see, her, I could see wow. her doing a collab with Skillet with John, and I can't remember the drummer's name, but she's fucking amazing too. The the three different vocal ranges between oh, oh, oh. just saying, just saying. But so, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing the new video that you were just talking about with the opera with the rock because I love stuff like that. Yeah. You know, I love that range with the rock behind it. Oh. It's very cool. It's something I struggle with because I have left opera so far behind um, in my creativity. This was so long ago that I studied it. So I don't necessarily, everybody else loves the sound of my voice in opera. Apparently, that's what they tell me. I, I don't. So it's something I really struggle with. I still have to lay down the vocals in the recording studio. This is my insecurities coming out right now. Um, but so I have to go back into the recording studio probably next week sometime and lay down all the op opera vocals. And I already let Michael Blue know. I was like, you're going to have to hold my hands. You're going to have to tell me I'm pretty and they sound beautiful because I'm not going <laughs> to believe you. And I'm going to have a, a mental struggle recording this song. It's like my own personal insecurity has got nothing to do with anybody else. But um, but I feel like it's a, an obstacle for me to get over. And once I get past it, it's really going to knock down a whole bunch of doors for me once I can yeah, yeah. charge through that wall. <laughs> right. So if you, if you had to, if you got the chance, which will probably happen sooner rather than later to, to open up like a TV show, like what your, what your music, or you got the chance, like, Hey, here's, here's the TV show. Write us a song. Like what type of show would you do? Anything that had to do with love, all of my songs. So uh, Hallmark. I was just gonna say the Hallmark channel. <laughs> Hallmark, what's up? You know, as hopeful and loving and optimistic of a person I actually am, a lot of my music is a little bit not. <laughs> oh no! So I, I, after after, after listening to that to song, yeah. After what's listening that? to "Kissing Me," I understand why my wife likes it. Like, I absolutely get it. I'm like. <laughs> I get it now. I'm, right. I'm on love, board. I like it. I love the complexities of love and that we are all flawed humans. And it's such a personal experience. And I think that's part of my purpose on this planet is I, I have a gift with words, with the lyrics and with the melodies. And I can put a story to a song and people can hear their own experience in the music. And that's when music becomes really relatable. And they're like, oh, that's what I was going through. That's I couldn't. Music uh, takes off, picks up where words leave off, right? Like people can't describe their own experience. They can't really quantify what they went through, but music can help to fill in those blanks. And I think that's where I really have a gift as an artist. Um, and I found that wrapping up my tender-hearted gift of singing about love and boys and romance and, and all those sweet things, wrapping it up in some rock and roll, the spoonful of sugar makes the medicine go down or something like that. You know, it's, it's people are really receptive to my, my girly feminine heartfelt stories when it's wrapped up in rock and roll, like people listen in a way that they really hadn't before. And, and so it's, it's been an interesting. It's such a common theme though. Like with yeah. rock, you know what I'm saying? Like, like, uh, I, I, again, I listen to like emo music and like rock and grunge, like Nirvana, uh, story of the year. We came as Romans. Um, and like one of the things, it's like it's just the love theme of like loss and betrayal and all this other stuff. It's so human. It is. It is. Why? Why? Why did you not continue down the the opera path? Because I, I, to my understanding, Ooh, and, and educate question. me if I'm being stupid. To my understanding, opera opens up a lot of possibilities for plays worldwide. Not that music doesn't, but to my understanding, the little bit of knowledge that I have. The other aspect with opera opera is to sing for like video games or like movies like, you know, like Star Wars. They use operas and stuff like that. Square Enix, a company in Japan, very well known for creating video games like Final Fantasy and all these things. They utilize opera singers like why? Why not? Why not that? Uh, that avenue? 
I went through so much training as a kid in the best possible way. I've got a wonderful technical foundation in classical music, choral music, musical theater, all of those things. And I was always being cast in a role, right? Like you're singing the role of Papagena in the magic flute or something like that. And same with musical theater. I was always cast in a role and I always felt like I was trying to squeeze myself into this mold to sound like that character should sound like. It wasn't until I moved out to New York City, I bought a guitar and I just started singing what I wrote. And then all of a sudden my original voice blossomed out of me. Thankfully, I had this great foundation, this great soil to to bloom out of. Mm. But it, once I started singing my own songs and my own voice with an instrument where I wasn't trying to be anybody else, my actual voice freed up. And I didn't want to sing opera anymore. I didn't want to sing musical theater. I wanted to sing my music. And now all of that foundation from however many years ago is coming back and bringing having this full circle moment. So yeah, sign me up. I will sing opera for a music video. Absolutely. Or a, a, a video game. But part of just my journey of discovering myself as an artist and finding myself outside of the constraints of a character or a role or a play and really being an independent individual artist on my own has really um, not something that happened overnight. <laughs> kind of like Lindsay Sterling. Right. In, yeah. in the sense of like, I, I study this, but that's mm -hmm. not the shit that I want to do. You got to learn the rules to know how to break them. Right. So would you do America's Got Talent then? Is that is that some a possibility? No. <laughs> a lot of artists are saying no to that. I, I've had a lot of artists tell me, it's like, I won't even touch it. Comedians you know, are now. Those shows have really evolved into, and they're great shows. They're very entertaining, but they've really evolved into featuring the hosts, judges more than the artists. It's a yeah. it's a great talent show, but you haven't seen a Kelly Clarkson come out of that in the last ten years, have you? Like the first five years that they had these talent shows, yeah, they were banging them out, and then we came up with Jennifer Hudson and all all these incredible artists. But after that, those people became the judges, and the people that are on the show, unfortunately, they get. Um, the contracts really screw the artist over and, and really halt your career rather than launching. Yeah. You make a little bit of a fan base, but you won't get much in terms of growth. In you, my yeah. personal opinion, in terms of like what I'm looking for my career to look like, it's not that. Well, no, you, I, also I, I these, agree. Uh, you also hear these horror stories about, you know, how it's, it's, they kind of guide like the, the direction of like, who's going to win, you know? So it's, uh, and I, I know for, I won't say names, but I know for very personal reasons, that it's not about the most talented person or who got the most votes. It's who's friends with the producer or who's friends with that, who's making this connection or that side deal for that other TV show. If this person gets like, it's gotten enough is politics. Yep. It's musical politics. Yep. A lot of it also is selling uh, to my knowledge and understanding. And if someone knows better, educate me. But to my knowledge, also the thing is, is it's a very niche area that produces million produces millions of dollars, which is in Vegas. And Vegas shows normally it's like a lot of volume, but it's hard to develop your like your brand and stuff like that because people aren't really paying attention. There's so much going on that yeah. they're like, oh, yeah, I'm just going to go see this person because I'm here. So it's not there's I don't think and I could be wrong that there's that level of uh, like um, interaction and stuff like that. Yeah. Great show, though. Great show. Yeah. Now, um. I see it. You're, you're, you're killing it on social media. Is that, do you have somebody that's, uh, you know, doing that for you or are you doing that yourself? That is a whole lot of grunt work on my end. Awesome. <laughs> I have an amazing team of people that I work with. And one of my managers, Chrissy is a wonderful artist development coach. And so she's got amazing guidance that she gives me along the way, but it's a lot of trial and error. It's a lot of just trying to be consistent, which is frustrating for me because I prefer quality over quantity, but the way that the yeah. algorithms are and the way social media is in order to get any attention, you have to be, it, it's part of my job. So, uh, and I've had to come to terms with finding a way to like it <laughs> <laughs> and enjoy it. Um, so, and, and that's kind of a struggle for me all the time, but it's a necessary, it's, it's an ab absolutely necessary cog in the wheel of success is social media. Right. And it's very little about being social. It's all about business. Like it, it's, it's not what Facebook or what was it? MySpace used to be where, you know, you're actually interacting and checking on people. It's like, no, people are consuming. They're yep. not social. Trying to look, trying to well, look prettier. 
Yeah. Everyone's got their own personal reality show, their own TV channel that they're the guest that they're the main star of. And uh, and it's really hard in L.A. because everybody wants to be the star. Nobody wants to be the fan. So it's really hard to break out above the rest unless you're consistent and you're willing to do the grunt work because yep. the highlight reels are great. But the amount of work that goes between every single highlight that you share on Instagram or it, it's you got to love the journey. You got to love the process of it. And all the parts that nobody else gets to see. <laughs> right. Uh, have you thought about doing anything on uh, Reddit? No, I don't know much about Reddit or X or Twitter. Uh, yeah, yeah X is, is that's going down a drain. But Reddit sort of like it, it's. Well, it's, hence the name X. Yeah, I know. Uh, it, huge Same. online community. It, it's more of a like huge like chat room uh, with like uh, people sharing you know uh in, in all these different like uh uh niche categories mm. um but there's a, a comedian that i found on reddit and you know he grew his career there mm. and uh he's he's actually going to be in a netflix special which is crazy but he's just been sharing his stuff on uh on reddit just these short clips uh jeff Curie. um mm. like, yeah have you seen him mm -hmm. yeah hilarious mm. guy very intelligent. Yep. Yep. Very oh. There's so much to keep up with. There's all these different platforms of um, oh, yeah. you know, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Reddit, X, and and Snapchat, and whatever the mm -hmm. next generation of it's gonna going to be. And for me, I've come to identify I am a live performance artist. Like I'm not trying to be a TikTok influencer. I recognize that I have to play that game. And sure, yeah, I'd love to go viral on on social media in some capacity, but. Um, that's not the goal for me. Like I put me in front of a human, put me right. on a stage. I, I love small stages where I can see to the back of the house and I can make eye contact. It's all about the connection for me. And, and mm -hmm. um, as much as I love a big giant stage, like I've played Carnegie hall, which was like a highlight lifetime achievement for me, but you're so far removed from the audience. It made me realize, Oh no, I love my little hole in the wall bar venues that I'm playing in Los Angeles because I can actually connect with the individuals. And then I, I want more of that type of grassroots type of growth. And it's proven to me getting outside of LA now that I've been touring over the last year, getting outside of LA, people show up for the music. It doesn't matter that I'm playing. They just want to hear the live music. And so they show up and I'm fortunate that they walked in the door, not because I'm there, but just because they want music. Right. And people are really, really hungry for that, especially coming out of the pandemic and everything. And, and I really hope that that is the trajectory of my next couple of years is just getting in front of bigger audiences and hopefully they start singing my songs back to me. <laughs> Have you thought about any USO shows? Oh, I would love that. I would absolutely love to do that. I'll, I'll have to, we'll talk offline. I got some links and some people you should call. Yeah. definitely please. like we, we, we're starting to do USO shows here pretty soon. So for comedy at least. So yeah. That's yeah, awesome. yeah, yeah. USO is, I mean, USO, USO shows are great. They're great, man, because they have to be there. So, mm -hmm. yeah, <laughs> that'd be incredible. Yeah, let's let's chat about that for sure. Yeah, absolutely, man, absolutely. Ben, what do you got? I'm just listening to you two talk. Just, <laughs> I mean, I told you before. I just come on the show to look pretty. I mean, that's, that's the reason I'm here. No, Danny, but... I gotta I gotta ask you. Um, one of the things that I notice about you is how how clean and beautiful your outfits are. How do you, do you have like, a, I have to ask my wife asked this. Uh, <laughs> is that, is that something that uh, you have someone that helps you out with that? Or is that just like your style, like the type of grunge rock look like that? That's been a constant development, personal style. And it's really become, it's branding really. And I love my body. I love being able to move and, and I love fashion. And so it's something that I always, I do play with a lot, but I've kind of settled in on a, a look and I've come to find that everybody, I love that you called it like a clean defined rock fashion. Some, I've been having a lot of conversations about it lately where, because people, everybody has an opinion and mm -hmm. some people are like, why are you wearing these black painted on leather pants? Why are you exploiting yourself that way? I'm like, I think I look great in tight black pants. 
for me. <laughs> like, why are you taking no. it so personal? I was talking um, about Illustrate Magazine. There's a picture you did on Illustrate Magazine, which you're like on your side with your hand like this and your leg up. And mm -hmm. it looks really cool from. Yeah. I, I like old, old style. Like, let me let me rephrase that. So it sounds it doesn't sound as wild. <laughs> I like that old school rock type of stuff like yeah. oh, I'm on my side and stuff like that. And again, it's not like you're at least. uh like other other artists that are like join my only fans you know what i'm saying like yeah well and i was a dancer so i move my body my body is part of my music and and um i'm not move like i was talking to somebody the other day and they were commenting on one of my music videos where i turned around and i was shaking my butt at the audience and i was like actually i turned around and i was jamming out with my drummer i was having a moment with the band grooving it's people just zoomed in on my ass Right. Like, <laughs> what do you think I was doing that for you? Like I was having a musical ex yeah. religious experience up here. <laughs> perception, you know, perception. Yeah. And, like, and it is. So I, I play with style a lot. I love rock and roll. I also, I have, I love being a woman. I love being super feminine. I love being super sexy. I love going really rock sometimes. Sometimes I want to just wear a pretty fluffy dress and that's what I do. So, <laughs> but, um, but yes, when I'm on stage, I have a certain like aesthetic that I try and stick to a branding that uh, represents the music and the show. Cause people are coming to see a show. You know, some people will tell me to be in jeans and t-shirt. It's more relatable. I'm like, well, you know, I'm an entertainer and I think people are coming to see a show and this, the sparkly top that I'm wearing reflects the lights really nicely and dazzles a bit. So I don't care what you think. <laughs> Literally, they've never heard of K-pop or J-pop and stuff like that, man. Like, yeah. talk about talk about exploitive. Like, right? I, I probably shouldn't say this, but um, this conversation that I was having, I can't imagine the person would well. <laughs> but in the same breath of saying, "Why are you wearing these tight black leather pants and exploiting yourself?" Dot dot dot. And why are you playing a guitar? You're covering up your body. What are you thinking? I was just like. <laughs> A woman in the music industry and scene. Like that's just, <laughs> <laughs> so um, it's just, it's a struggle, and especially when you've got a bunch of men wanting to tell you what their version of a fantasy version of you looks like. It's I, I don't really pay attention. <laughs> would you do? Would you do? Uh, would is modeling something that you you'd be interested in? Because you have I've, a very Go yeah, ahead. I've, I've done a lot of modeling in the past. It's not something that I pursue, but when it comes my way, I do. Because I love fashion and I love playing dress up. So yeah, if a, in a photo <laughs> shoot, we want to go a little bit more hard rock, then I'm going to style it that way. And then if we do a photo shoot that's going to go a little bit more feminine, I'll style it that way. And I'm allowed to have that range of expression, not only musically, I can jump genre to genre if I feel like it, but also aesthetically and, and fashion wise, all of the things like I love the complexity of being a woman. I love the struggle of being a woman in a male dominated industry because, you know, it's that my song Good Guy is actually about that in part of like as much of a challenge as it's been and realizing that I really am the only woman in the room most of the time. Um, but the men that I surround myself with are generally speaking really amazing. And they've been so supportive and helped to elevate my career and provide these opportunities. So I'm not griping about these amazing men around me, but I would like to expand, you know, uh, bringing some females on board as well. But uh, yeah, it's, it's always, it's an interesting challenge. <laughs> yeah. I hear so, that. I hear that a lot. I know. I know we have a hard out and about, six minutes mm. um so i just want to just make sure that we clarify that i don't want this to go and her be like longer i'm having fun with you guys <laughs> uh, we, we did have another video to play as well um do you want well me? we've got six minutes so we're going to leave that up to danny we have another video we can play which is three minutes long which will kill half the time that you have left or we can just keep chatting we can keep chatting and whoever's watching, go to YouTube and just search Danny Hagen and they'll all pop up. Right. And actually you can find out everything you want to know about Danny. Where Leo? Why don't you do it, Ben? No, because you do it so much better. Come on. Don't waste time, Leo. Come on. Uh, yeah, ready, yeah, ready. yeah. 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 Uh, just check the show notes up above or down below, depending on where you're watching or listening to us. That's right. There, everything about her is in the show notes, folks. So oh, thank you. All right, back to the show. Now we have five minutes to the show. <laughs> uh, Danny, what is uh, between New York and L.A., uh, which you've lived in both, right? Mm -hmm. Which one do you feel has more of a, a music community? Because and, and this, here's why I ask this. 
in the comedy scene, everybody's like, well, you have to either go to New York or go to L.A. And L.A. is where you work and you make it. New York is where you go where you've made it. Mm. How does that how does that correlate in the in the in the music industry or at least your experience in it? Well, it depends on which chapter of the music industry you're trying to be in. Like, are you in front of the microphone? Or are you behind the keyboard? Are you behind an instrument? What genre you're playing? I can't speak too well on the New York music scene because when I was there, I was focused in more of like a musical theater side of things. And the community that I've built out here in California is absolutely unmatched. It's wild. Uh, the incredible musicians that I've been able to work with and collaborate with and just witness is is pretty astounding. So I I celebrate California. I went back, as I mentioned, I performed at Carnegie Hall and that was my first time back in New York since I had lived there. And it was a few years after. And I went there in the best of circumstances, right? I was performing at Carnegie Hall. I had an, an upper east side apartment that I was staying at. It was like as New York perfection as you could imagine. I got there and I'm like, I really love it here, but I don't miss living here. I'm a California girl. Mm. Makes sense. I can I can see the living the living. That's why I'm in Missouri. Like just living in in the East Coast is a little too um. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. It's well, it's I lived what? in Massachusetts. I can talk, my man. I, I lived in more countries than I, still I live care in Massachusetts. To. <laughs> I hey, you guys enjoy that cold weather. I'm going to stay here in Missouri and go hunt my deer. And uh, yeah, yeah. Well, you do realize uh, the cold weather slows down the blood. It keeps us younger. We live sure. Sure. Uh, that works well when you're white, when you're Puerto Rican. Unfortunately, that cold weather. <laughs> That's where uh, I struggle. I am as Norwegian and Irish as it gets. So like being a California girl that's like slathering herself in SPF 100 every day, it's a challenge. But... <laughs> She's like, I don't, I don't even have to dye my hair. My hair just turns red naturally. I step outside for five minutes and it's like, what? <laughs> that's it. That's interesting. to live in the sun, but I do love it. <laughs> that's that's interesting to hear because the, the weather is, uh, it's not working for you, Ben. Jesus Christ. Right, right. I, 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 oh I saw that. I saw that. I, I, that I'll, was I'll not me. Of, I'll take care of Pops later. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> That was not me. That did not come from me. No, that came from one of our other sister networks. Oh man, um, you know it's it's interesting to see because music, music to me, uh, you know, growing up in Puerto Rico, like music is huge, you know, and obviously our kind of music is completely different, you know, reggaeton is like completely different, but like rock has has its has a real real strong hold on on Hispanic culture, and that's one of the reasons why I like talking with like musicians who who dive in that because i grew up with grunge and punk man like it's just it's just my thing you know like if you ask me what kind of song what i want to see is like something that sounds like if yellow card and paramore had a baby and that baby was picked up by sony studios you know like that's that's me at least but it's yeah. nice to see that you have that range well, you'll hear some Nirvana influences on the new tracks that are that I've just started recording this last weekend. You'll hear some Nirvana. You're, you'll hear some Evanescence. You'll hear some uh, Paramore. There's a lot of uh, and Gary Clark Jr. So there's there's a lot of like I said, I love to be influenced and I love uh, to be creative in music. When when's that coming out? When can we expect that? I don't know. When can we find that? I'll well, I'll probably start releasing new music at. I'll say early or late January, which probably means early March, just the tempo of LA it's always <laughs> six months behind and right on time. So, you know, right. I was supposed to go back to London three weeks, three months ago. And so it's probably like in three months from now, I'll probably be there. So, <laughs> so I know we, have about, we have about three minutes left before we have to let you go. Um, what's coming out? What, what do you have coming up, coming down the line? I am going to be on tour in Arizona in mid-January. So we're doing a couple of tour dates out there and then jumping over to New York City um, to do a showcase out there and starting to release the next chapter of music. The next EP is going to start to roll out, like I said, hopefully, um, if, we'll say February to meet in the middle. And uh, Zach Wilde's Pride and Glory CD, I will have to check that out. Thank you, Madness Comic Network check it out um 
yeah, so more tour dates coming up and hopefully we'll get into some festival circuits and, and start opening for an established band so I can steal their audience and just keep doing what I've been doing for the last two years, just on a, a bigger, better playground. <laughs> right, right. So any other tour dates on the East Coast set in stone or just in New York? I mean, you're going to travel. Maybe the Midwest. Hey, listen, oh, I live in soon. North. nothing is set yet we are working on new tour dates right now so hopefully we'll start touring again like big tours in the springtime Uh, but we've got i've got solid music like i've got like a really good show that i get to put on and my band Mm -hmm. is amazing um so the more audiences i can get in front of the happier i am as an artist so excellent excellent we got got about a minute left so i'm going to throw this out there to all the promoters i know on the east coast She's going to be in New York. Yeah. Just going to say it. She's going to be in New York, folks. Mm-hmm. My promoter friends out there. I mean, she's amazing. You've seen it. Go check out her YouTube and book her on some dates up the East Coast. Yeah. I'll, it sounds like I'll be at the APAP con, uh, convention, which I'm not entirely sure what it is, but it's where all the promoters and agents come to pick up acts. So uh, it's it's like a... I, I don't really know what it is, but I will be there and I will be performing. <laughs> excellent. Excellent. So on that note, we do have a hard out. Leo, yep. wrap it up. We'll wrap it up. Wrap it up. Hey, I want to thank everybody for watching this fine evening. You know how to find me. Just Google me. You'll find a bunch of stuff. Could be true. Could be not. I'm not going to say which is which, but I run the Dorkening Podcast Network. There's a lot of awesome people doing a lot of awesome stuff. Head on over to thedorkening.com to learn more. And uh, just uh, check out the show notes up above or down below, depending on where you're watching or listening to us, to get all the links for Danny. And uh, so, Danny, where do you like people interacting with you on social media? Uh, Instagram and TikTok, I'm the most active. I do try and keep up with Facebook as well, but uh, Instagram and TikTok. And then, of course, check out my music on Spotify. And I'm a very visual artist, so my music videos are a big part of my expression of my music. So if you're checking out on YouTube and Vivo, you can find me there as well. Very cool. Very cool. Rico. My man, first of all, thank you for having me. This has been uh, a really good opportunity. I always love seeing you guys, and I'm always here to help. Uh, to everybody listening, go like the dorkening. If you don't, you're dead to me. And for the people who want to follow me, you can just go to you can just go to language underscore ninja on my Instagram and on YouTube, the Rico Podcast. Thanks for having me, y'all. Benjamin. So yeah, like Rico said, you know, go like the dorkening, but don't forget to like still talking with, you know, because that's the show. Well, that's this show, but there's 40 plus shows on the network. Um, I want to thank Danny for coming out and, and hanging out with us. I know she's wrapped for time. Rico for coming out and hanging out with us. We always love seeing you, brother. Uh, to all our veterans and first responders, we want to thank you for doing what you do so people like us can do what we do. Stay safe. We'll see you next week. We're out of here. Bye. Bye.